You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. Man, oh man, oh boy, oh man, oh. Um, so, <laughs> I had a lot of news to talk about today. I mean, just a stupid amount of news. In fact, woke up this morning... Um, Feeling like I wanted to, you know, die because it's 3 a.m. and I'm tired. It's normal. It's not a big deal. It's not really noteworthy. That's just that's just every day. Um, but the thing is, when I've got, and this is kind of weird, but you know, when this is basically my whole life, we're talking about what 1,400 episodes almost or whatever. Um, it, so stupid. I've realized that. When I wake up and it dawns on me that I have a bunch of stuff on the docket to talk about, it made me happy. Because it's stressful when you've got like four things to talk about and you don't really know, you know, it's probably only going to take two things and that's going to take the whole day. But I've got like 20 things here (laughs) that are worth talking about. And I didn't even start looking through um, more or less my newsfeed to see if there's anything else. Let's take a look. Oh, yeah. Micah Parsons played through a knee injury last year. Don't really need to talk about that, but are you kidding me? That's pretty crazy. Steelers apparently like the quarterbacks in the draft. That's probably fake because that's what happens at draft time, but it's, you know, it's something. I, I, I don't actually know what it is. This is not stuff I was planning on talking about. I'm just going through and looking at the, the news feed and seeing if there's anything, you know, there's a lot of news out there. Panthers apparently called on Kirk Cousins. That's, that's noteworthy possibly fake. I don't know. I can't even really wrap my head around that. They're going to take that contract. They're going to take his, I mean, I, I guess it's, you take the contract and then, then he's, you would work out a new contract, I guess. I don't know. Again, haven't had time to think about it because I just got here. Point is though, we'll leave that alone. That's enough because that's going to go on forever. News for days. Point is I woke up and I'm like, yay. And it gave me a little bit of a boost. And I'm like, let's go do this. No stress day, more than enough. I'm going to get through four of my 28 points. And then I start going through a bunch of stuff on my phone, 500,000 things on Twitter. I got three Facebook messages. Two of them are about football. One is Blaine saying he ate a lot of chicken because <laughs> that's, you know. And so I'm flipping through it and I see the, you know, brain exploding emoji, like seven of them. And I'm like, oh, something happened. But I figure usually when I get those, it's something I've already seen the vast majority of the time. And so if you send me news and I basically brush it off. Don't be offended. It's just because I saw that 45 minutes ago and you're the eighth person that sent me that. I'm not even necessarily saying that to dissuade you from doing it because if he didn't send me that, I would not have seen it. And there are a lot of times when I'm just completely removed from social media and I'm just in a panic that something's happening and I don't know what it is. And you go to Twitter and it's like, well, I can't just find it in this lost mess of nothingness. And if somebody didn't message me, then, you know, but somebody always does, so it's fine. But anyways... I go ahead and look at the message, hoping it's something actually interesting that I don't already know. And what do I see from Jeremy? I see an Instagram post from Aaron Rodgers, and it's very long. And immediately I'm thinking, there's no way. There's no way this is like a thing. But if it is, it's probably going to be him kind of hinting that he's coming back. That's just, I'm just, my brain, again, I'm just waking up, man. I'm still just waking up. Here's what it says. Let me read it. 
Let me just, this, this will be like my third time reading through this. Now, the first word is probably the most important word, but still, but still, hashtag Monday Night Gratitude. Actually, it's not the first word. The first word is here's. <laughs> so, also, also an important word. It's a, it's a good word to know. Here's some Monday morning gratitude for some of the incredibly special people in my life with some pictures from the last beautiful year. Again, if we keep that part in mind, you know, then, it, then it's fine. But it starts off right off the bat. It's like, what? Shailene Woodley. Thank you for letting me chase after you the first couple of months after we met and finally letting me catch up to you and be a part of your life. Thank you for always having my back for the incredible kindness you show me and everyone you meet, and for showing me what unconditional love looks like. I love you, and I'm grateful for you. Pause. So the first time I read that, my tired brain said, so they're not broken up. They're still together. How? Everybody in the world has acknowledged this already. Everybody has acknowledged it. It's been written by everybody. I've heard it from, you know, fifth hand. A co-worker's friend talked to a friend of Aaron Rodgers and said, yes, they are broken up. That's the actual lineage of that. But again, it's, it's, it's everything. And then it's like, how is that? But then the second time I read it, I thought, he didn't say that they're still together. He just said, thank you for a great year. <laughs> he did say, I love you, which I think threw me the most. But, you know, it just means, it could mean they're together, true. But it could also just mean that they're still friends and he's still respects her as a friend, whatever. I don't know. Again, this is the whole thing. This is the whole thing of, wait, what? Oh, no, maybe it's nothing, but it kind of sounds like something. And why are you saying this? Well, what, you can't thank his friends? Go do it. Why do I need to be involved in this? Social media is freaking weird, man. I'm just appreciating my friends. No, you're telling strangers that you appreciate your friends. It's a different, there's, there's a, it's nuanced, but it's different. Then he goes on to really give me a panic attack. To the men I got to share the quarterback room with every day, Matt, Nathaniel, Luke, Jordan Love, and Kirk Bankert, you guys made every day so much fun, and I'm so thankful for the daily laughs and stress relief you brought me every week of the year. I love you guys. Oh, he's dating them too. <laughs> right? Because if you say I love you, that means you're in a romantic relationship with somebody. Or maybe it just means, you know, you're friends. By the way, I would not be surprised if that was intentional. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I keep teetering back and forth between this whole Aaron Rodgers is a genius thing is way overblown, and maybe he is. To the Friday crew. Um, I don't exactly know who these people are. I should probably check it out. I know Randall Cobb. I know David Bakhtiari. Frankie Shebby and Ada Cobb. Is that just, are these, is that like David and Randall's? Um, I don't know. Doesn't matter. I loved every moment we got to spend together this year. You love and su your love and support love again. Oh, jeez. Rogers, calm down, dude. You, you freak. Your love and support was overwhelming, and I cherish the friendships I have with each of you. To my teammates, past and current, you are the icing on the beautiful cake we call our job. Football. The friendships that we have will transcend our collective time in this game, and I'm so thankful for the role that each of you has played in making my life that much better. I love you guys. Jeez, Rogers. No. I love you guys and cherish the memories we've made. So he is in a romantic relationship with everybody he meets. So come to think of it, I'm glad I've never had him on my podcast because that would be awkward. Continues on. To everyone else, spread love and love. No, I'm not spreading your freakish love. I'm not getting married to everyone I meet, dude. Chill out. 
again, this is for those that aren't keeping up. This is me being sarcastic about the fact that because he said he loved Shailene, that they're still about to get married. Spread love and gratitude, you beautiful people, and read a book once in a while, too, while you're at it. Love and peace. Rogers, why don't you just shut up? First of all, you're on drugs, okay? So don't give me advice, especially when your advice is read a book, because I will never, all right? I will listen to an audiobook. That's it. Occasionally, I will read something, but I won't like it. I won't enjoy it, and I won't be enriched by it, just so you know. So I got to admit, the third run-through after I had a little bit of my uh, weird energy drinky thing, whatever this is called, it's some kind of a something fizz. I don't know. I really thought it was going to be like energy drink powder, and I was just going to save a little bit of money. Um, and then I use it, and I'm like, no, this this, uh, this tastes like medicine. <laughs> but like everything else, um, I bought it. I tried it. I said, this is trash, and I got a huge container of it. And I told my wife, it's garbage. And then by the time I finished that whole container, I kind of started to appreciate it in its own weird way. And so then I bought another one, and my wife's like, I thought you said that tastes bad, like medicine. I'm like, yeah, it does. <laughs> I also said instant coffee tastes horrible too. And here we are. It does, by the way. I literally shiver when I drink instant coffee. It's, it's, uh, it's not a usually good reaction for something that tastes good. <laughs> it's like sends a shiver down my spine. It's fine, though. It's fine. But the third time reading it through, it feels even more like this is kind of just nothing. The thing that kind of freaked me out is that he's putting out a very sentimental touchy-feely. Thank you guys. Thank you, everybody, for everything you've given to me. I'm just feeling grateful for, for all this stuff. And it's, it's right before he's about to go on Pat McAfee. So honestly, my first thought, and again, after reading it a third time, waking up a little bit, um, it seems a little silly, but let me just give it to you raw. No, nope. Let me just tell you my honest feelings. There we go. That's better. Um, that, that's how that button works, right? Whoops, I said something wrong. Fixed it. I thought that this was his way of kind of saying goodbye before he went on Pat McAfee's show. Because if you think about it, do you really, I mean, he's your friend. And if you're going to break the news, you want him to break the news. But is this really how you want your retirement to go? You want to go on Pat McAfee's show and he's like, how's it going on, Donna? Donna, Donna. Got some crazy stuff over here. Got AJ Hawk. Got Donna. We got the boys, God, oh, yeah, yeah. And they start clapping, like, see, I don't know what they're clapping about, but they clap and they, they throw in their comments and stuff. Um, he's like, so you coming back? What you got to do? You got to come back? Got to do, do, do. So you turned into an Australian there. What you got to do? Oh, no, that's, that's Cockney, not, not Australian. They, they sound similar. I'm an American. They all sound the same. What you got to do, bruv? <laughs> Anyways, this fizzy stuff is good. And then he's like, uh, yeah, man, I'm... Uh, you know, I think I've had a great career and everything's great, and um, I, I think it's it's enough for me. Oh, that's big freaking nose, dude. That's big freaking nose, dude. You know what I mean? It's just that doesn't seem like Aaron Rodgers' style and how he'd like to say goodbye. I love Pat McAfee, dude. He's he's a good. I'm not even trashing his show. He's he's got a good show. He's put together a really good thing. He's got incredible energy. I'm just saying that doesn't feel like the energy Aaron Rodgers would want to put into his retirement. No, big nose, dude. Put that on the ticker down there. And so this is his way of being like, I'm going to do it my way without saying it because I don't want to scoop my boy, uh, Pat McAfee. And then I'll go on a show and I'll, I'll just confirm it, you know, because he's going to talk about it. Like everybody's talking about, everybody's talking about, you. Gonna, I'm, I'll stop doing the thing. I can't do it. I've never tried a Pittsburgh accent, which by the way, I didn't even know there was a Pittsburgh accent until Pat McAfee. Actually, that's not true. There was, uh, I first got wind of it 
when uh, Vic Ketchman apparently is from there, and he kept talking about yins. I'm like, what the heck is yins? He's like, oh, people in Pittsburgh say yins. I'm like, no, they don't. Nobody says yins. That's never been a thing. I've never heard of yins in my life. I've watched a lot of movies and TV shows, never been alluded to once. Yins. Apparently it is real. I don't know. But that was my thought. But again, having read through it, I think it's more likely that um, Pat is going to do his things, be like, there's a lot of speculation. I can't stop doing it. I'm sorry. I'll, try, I'll, I'll practice it on the way to work and hopefully give you a better Pat McAfee in, in the future. Everybody's talking about this Instagram post. And he's like, ah, oh, everyone's freaking out. And, and he's going to play it off like everyone else is stupid. And that's kind of annoying too, because it's like, come on, man. You got to know. Look, if, if it's me, I know everyone's going to freak out if I start saying I love everybody. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to flat out say, I'm not making any kind of announcement. I'm just being grateful to my friends and my family and the people that I appreciate. No need to panic. But I don't think that's really his intention. And, and again, I, I kind of get it because I do this sometimes too, where it's like, if I say it like that, people are going to take it the wrong way. And then just the fact that I say that, I was like, well, then I don't care because they're being stupid. It's not my job to protect them from their own stupid opinions. So maybe that's his attitude, or maybe he kind of likes pushing buttons and just watching everybody freak out and then, then coming on and being like, you guys are stupid. Just thought you should know. I'm not saying anything. In fact, I'm uh, coming back. Yeah. Find, find anywhere in there where I said I was leaving. In fact, look how I started it. I told you what the post was. Did I not? So what are you talking about? Just like Zadarius posting his eye emoji thing like he likes to do once a month. It's like, dude, just, just quit. That was something else that happened yesterday. If you didn't see it, he posted the, the eye emojis, which is a thing um, for the, for the uh, emoji impaired like myself. Means like, oh boy, right? Oh man. Just imagine you're in a room and one of your friends next to you is like, oh, dude. That's what the eye emoji thing is. Except Zadarius likes to do that repeatedly and then won't answer you. Oh. My. Good heavens. What? What's going on, Z? Zadarius. Zadarius. What? I know you hear me, dude. What? And then, then there's nothing's going on. You look at the, the his video game and he's just playing like Mario. Nothing crazy going on. Then you just start to think there's something wrong with him. He had a stroke or something. I don't know. He won't answer. He won't talk to anybody. I don't know what's going on. Maybe he's asleep, awake asleep. I don't. I don't know what's going on. But he just does that sometimes. And all these guys have been. They've been doing this for a while. And it's it's kind of funny, but it's kind of annoying. It's funny when you know you you get it and you don't really care. You get that these guys just love to troll, especially the media, because the media likes to attack them, and their way of getting back at the media is to put out news like that, make them say stuff, and then come out and be like, you're an idiot, I didn't say that. Look how stupid you are, look how garbage your your organization is. You're running with this as though it's news, you're an idiot. And just discredits the living crap out of them. But at the same time, a little bit stressed right now, Rogers. okay? Don't need this right now. And I certainly don't need your lecture about how, you know, don't be so stupid. No, no, listen to me. I get it. I understand what you're saying, but I also feel like you're not saying what you're saying. And you can understand, and I know you can understand why I feel like maybe you're saying something else. I think you understand that completely. So if we don't get an answer tomorrow, I'm going to be real upset because I just got to hang with this. And again, everything about this is saying, oh, it's no big deal, man. He's just saying thank you. The, the, the other thing with this, I think, I mean, again, I get it, but the other thing that freaks me out is it's the closest I've ever come to feeling like he's actually going to do it and the reality that comes with that. I mean, for for a brief moment, I felt like it's it's really happening. He's actually going to retire. Can't believe this. Started trying to play it out in my mind and I, I, it just, it was blank. Again, 
tired, but also just, I don't even know what to do with that. Again, I've, I've been very open about that being the absolute worst case scenario. Absolute death. <laughs> we get nothing. I mean, we save like 20 million bucks and we know he's off the cap next year. So by 2023, we're free and clear, man. There's, there's nothing going on. We got a clean cap all as well. But I mean, so what? <laughs> I mean, he's going to leave. We're still in a tough cap situation. We get no help by way of the, the draft because we get nothing. We don't even get a conditional seventh round pick. Not that I would even want that anyway. I'll throw that right in the garbage. I don't, want, I don't even want your pity punter, all right? Your long snapper. We've tried that. Don't care. But it is a completely miserable thought, at least for me. Again, some people, for some reason, are better with that than a trade. I, don't, I can't fathom that. But it is, it is a brutal thought. And so I thought, again, because we're getting close to potentially an official announcement, which I still think is going to be he's coming back, although I had a scare this morning. I don't, I don't know, maybe someday I'll tell you about it. It wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing in the world to maybe, for just a few minutes, talk through this. What does our team look like if the man retires? It's the one scenario I've just not hardly at all touched on, like at all. So if Mr. Aaron Rodgers is um, off the books as of today, he is officially retired, he is off the books, it acts the same as if the Packers had cut him. There's no special thing. It's not, we don't get extra money back. It's just uh, he's going to take what money he has and he's going to walk out the door. We have Jordan Love at quarterback. Everything else is the same. And we are $33.793952 million over the cap. Over meaning screwed. <laughs> we also assume Zadarius Smith is uh, donezo, gone. So we have no Zadarius, which we didn't really have last year. We have no Aaron Rodgers. We're still $18.5 million over the cap. We assume Randall is gone. That's a fairly easy one. That's a bunch of cap savings, actually. So that brings us down to 11.7. So again, still not really where we need to be. We will uh, dump Mercedes Lewis. We're still $9 million over the cap. Still got to do some more work. And so although I can continue down and start cutting these smaller guys, um, we're not really dealing with much help with anybody. I mean... Maybe we could do Ty Summers. Okay, that's that's a million bucks. Um, I don't even know who else. Vernon Scott, maybe that's eight hundred thousand. Point is, as much as I said we cannot keep kicking the can down the road, I don't think we get out of this without doing a little can kicking. By the way, cutting Preston is an option, and that would put us in the black immediately. Trying not to do that. Also, we have not touched anybody. Devondre Campbell. Devontae Adams, Razul Douglas, Whitney Merciless, MVS, Lucas Patrick, Kevin King, uh, Dennis Kelly, Shannon Sullivan, Alan Lazard, Tyler Lancaster, Robert Tunyon, Chris Barnes, EQ, Yash Nyman, um, Ori Burks, Corey Bajorquez, Henry Black, Dominique Daphne, Malik Taylor, Randy Ramsey, Chauncey Rivers, Jake Hansen. I know some of those don't mean much, but I would say the majority of the names I listed are at least names that in some respect we'd kind of like to have back if possible. If we do a restructure of Bakhtiari and Kenny Clark, which again, I don't want to do that, and I don't know if we're going to do that, but I feel like that's kind of the low-hanging fruit here, and I'm not, I'm not going to do any math myself. I'm just going to let over the cap do it. That puts us at a positive $10.4 million. So $10 million bucks. We still have a bunch of free agents here. Got to figure out Devontae. I mean, Devontae will clear out that $10 million just like that. And if we even... Says that we, we, we got a lot more work to do if we're even going to tag Devontae. 
because you have to have the money for that. You can't just be like, yeah, we'll be good for it. So I'm not going to go through everything that we've already gone through in terms of options with cutting and um, restructuring. And, you know, Jair Alexander gets an extension, can bring his $13.3 million cap hit down. Obviously, Adrian Amos is an option. It's only $4.6 million. I would really rather not touch that. Uh, 4.6 in savings, that is. But the point is, largely, as much as it's like, well, at least we get the cap under control. No, we don't. I mean, starting in 2023, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're looking a lot better. As of this moment, uh, $120,000 under the cap. Now, yeah, we're going to have to sign some people, and some guys are getting big paychecks, but when you got $120 million, I think you can make it work. Assuming Preston does not come back, Jair is going to be taking a bigger hit. Uh, Darnell Savage is going to be looking for money. Elton Jenkins, good Lord, that's going to be expensive. Rashawn Gary, good Lord, that's going to be expensive. But again, we don't have Aaron Rodgers buckling down this cap anymore. And so really, again, the only thing I keep thinking is this is going to be a bad year no matter what. We can kick the can down the road again and um, continue having bad years forever in the hopes that this year kind of sucks a little bit less. Still going to suck, but it'll suck less and we don't have to completely, you know, I don't know, I don't even know the right way to say it, but we don't have to take it too far, I guess. Or we just use this year to say it's going to be a rough year, but the goal is starting next year, we're back on track. You know, we got a little bit of this and that. We got a couple lingering issues. Bakhtiari and Kenny Clark, you know, there's nothing we can really do about that. We kind of had to dip in a little bit. Adrian Amos, until he ends up going bye-bye, it's still going to be a thing. Um, Again, I think Aaron Jones next year is gone. So that's another $20 million on the cap. And we're going to save 12.7 when he goes bye-bye next year. He doesn't have to, but I just, I don't see any reason or or I, I just don't see it. And I don't think he's getting another extension. And if they put void years on the end of this so that we can keep him another year, I'm going to lose my mind. So again, I, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, there's no reason in the world to do anything other than clean up the cap. What are we going all in for? On the off chance that maybe Jordan Love figures it out and is a freak? I mean, great. If he is, we he'll, we'll have that for many years. It'd be great to be able to have a great cap situation in the future. We still we don't need to go all in in his first year on a guy that has not proven anything yet. Let's clean it up. Let's sign our our core pieces that you did a great job drafting. Again, Jair Alexander, Elton Jenkins, Rashawn Gary, maybe Darnell. I mean, not maybe Darnell will sign him. But maybe he was a great pick. I don't know. We'll see how that pans out. But again, point is, it's not as though, well, then, you know, at least we fix the kit. No, it doesn't fix anything, man. 20 million bucks is a drop in the bucket. I'm fine with that drop in the bucket if it means we get a bunch of picks, especially since, I mean, look, we get a bunch of picks. It's not going to make us great. If Jordan Love is not very good, we're going to get a high pick next year too and a bunch of picks because we still have picks from Aaron Rodgers in 2023. At least one first round pick. So one high pick and an additional first for hopefully a team that sucks. But if they got Rodgers, probably won't suck too much. Point is, I'll deal with it. So I don't know. I, I got a I got a blast of... um reality that this is not impossible. Anyways, uh, we got Pat McAfee today. Presumably Aaron Rodgers is going to be on and um, presumably he's going to give some kind of an announcement, but that's a lot of presumably so that the probability that we're going to get an official announcement in my mind is 50-50. It's going to be talked about. He's obviously going to be asked the question and he's probably going to give some kind of an answer that gives us something to play with. Is he going to be straight up and be like, this is what's happening? I don't know. Again, it feels like it because he just did this whole thing on Instagram, but, you know, again, he's, he likes to play with people and 
you know, give us reasons to buy into conspiracy theories and then be like, dude, that was, you got some crazy conspiracy theories. I'm like, I know, dude, but you, you did this to me. <laughs> Anyways, I guess let's just take a break now and then we'll start ripping through a couple of these other little tidbits here. We don't have uh, time to obviously get through everything, but I will try to do rapid fire, be concise, which I've never been able to do in my life, but let's try it anyways. Don't forget to head over to my Twitter, pack underscore daddy. Check out the pinned post where you can help out Drew to uh, get some help for his seizure service dog. If you go to the Packernet Podcast Facebook group, you can find um, a GoFundMe for um, Cody's fiance Jamie, and her one-year-old middle child, Carter, who were hit head-on in a car accident. The GoFundMe for that, again, is over in the Packernet Podcast Facebook group, pinned to the top. Thank you to everybody that's given so far. Also, do not forget amodernfrontier.com. Great place to get some delivery meat. Um, again, if you don't live in the area, it is delivery, but I don't know exactly how far you can go. Kind of, I guess we'll call it the Midwest, but the best way would be to reach out and just ask. Just, you know, do you think you can get it out here? I think he's talking about trying to upgrade his, you know, packaging or whatever the case may be so that he can maybe get it shipped out further because he's already had to turn down business, which is never fun to do. But go check it out, see if anything appeals to you. Uh, if you have any questions, go ahead and reach out. And don't forget, promo code MEATPACKER, that's all caps, one word, MEATPACKER. You get $25 off your order. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. So another thing that got everybody all whipped up is... Um, Matt Schneidman posted, the Packers GM, Brian Gutekunst, will speak to reporters in person at noon central on Wednesday. This is the exact same thing that happened with Aaron Rodgers, right? At least as far as what happened in my brain. My brain said that the night before he goes on Pat McAfee, he starts thanking everybody, he's going to retire. Hearing that Brian Gutekunst is going to schedule a um, press conference the day after would lend itself to Aaron Rodgers has tipped his hand to Brian Gutekunst and whatever. However... Um, as Matt Schneidman elaborated on after the fact, which thanks Matt for getting, allowing me to go into conspiracy theory spiral before you clarified. He says, this was a previously planned pre-combine press conference for Gutekunst, not a presser because of anything Rogers related specifically, though I'm sure that will be covered, which is kind of, it's not supposed to be about that. But again, you got, you've got the timeline here. It's today is some kind of a thing. And tomorrow, even if Aaron Rodgers doesn't make an announcement, I guarantee there's going to be questions about Aaron Rodgers. But anyways, Hopefully, in fact, they actually get to um, the situation with the draft, because I would love to hear Brian Gutekunst talk about it for the first time. Needs of the team, et cetera, et cetera. But again, that, that was a big thing for a while, um, assuming it has to do with an announcement going to be made. 
Uh, it doesn't make it less likely, the fact that this was pre-planned. It just means that this is not something that was done in response to new information. This was something that was scheduled a long time ago um, that I'm sure Brian Gutekunst, if he had known that this was coming on the calendar on the exact same, or the the, the day before, he might have been a little more hesitant, but you know, schedule it for Tuesday at noon before Pat McAfee. Plus, nobody would be watching because I think Pat McAfee starts at 11. So, you know, won't be enough time for the reporters to watch that and then come over here. In fact, they won't even be able to watch it because of my press conference. So take that. Um, some additional news and I guess context on what happened yesterday with, um, uh, what are we talking about? Devondre Campbell. First of all, Ken Ingalls uh, said, learning the void deadline may be 3 p.m. Central today. That's yesterday rather than midnight. There may still be time, blah, blah, blah. So the point is, Sounds like maybe he was wrong on the time, and as was everybody, I guess. Either way, nothing changes because we're after that point and we still haven't heard anything, um, which doesn't necessarily mean he didn't sign anything. It just means we haven't heard anything officially yet. However, Bill Hubert took a swing at this. He said, a few of you have pointed to someone on Twitter saying the Packers and Campbell are close to an extension. That is a, quote, outright lie. A quick update to this AM story. None of this means he won't resign. It's that a rather small deadline came and went. Bill Huber says, contrary to what Devondre Campbell's Instagram story seemed to hint, remember eyeball emojis, uh, on Sunday, the All-Pro linebacker did not re-sign with the Green Bay Packers, a source said on Sunday night. With that, his deal of the century contract has voided, as did the contract of three other players. So according to Bill, who I, you know, I've never known him to be a big newsbreaker, but I tend to trust that he does have some kind of a source and would know what a good and bad source is. So um, he had somebody on the inside explain to him that all of those contracts did expire. Now, again, it's entirely possible Devondre Campbell is in Green Bay to sign a contract. You can still allow it to void and then sign a new contract. In fact, as I said and alluded to yesterday, that would be my preference because I don't want to pay garbage money in the future. By signing him prior to those voids to a new contract, it overlays it, and then we are stuck with those voids. By allowing it to um, accelerate into this year, we pay all of that money in the future today and none of it in the future. So again, it hurts this year, but as of next year, it is completely off the books. Whether De- Devondre is here or not, all of that stuff we did to hurt our salary cap is done and paid in full. No more. So we will see. I don't know. According to his Instagram, he's in Green Bay and not just lingering around Green Bay. He's he showed a picture of the stadium. Now, for all we know, he's in Atlanta and just took a picture of, of uh, Lambeau and pushed it, put it on uh, Instagram. I don't know. But apparently of all the guys that have uh, voids, they didn't keep any of them, meaning they are currently free agents and need to, if, if they're going to be signed, they are, you know, you're just competing. Well, I don't even think they're competing yet because free agency hasn't started yet, so nobody else can do anything. But the Packers have until that moment to work out a deal with these guys, essentially. So... Again, it, it's more news that doesn't really mean anything in terms of what actually matters. Are they staying? Are they going? I don't know. And the fact that it voided doesn't necessarily mean anything. It just means that they, they did not do the thing that I did not want them to do, which is to continue kicking the can down the road. So far, I have not seen them kick anything down the road, which makes me happy. I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of that because they're probably going to have to, like I said, but I just don't want it to be a lot. Let's not do any more than necessary. Let's get out from under this. Um, some other big news. My notes are not organized, so some of this probably should have been said by now, but uh, Mike Smith did join the um, Minnesota Vikings. I don't think too many people are shocked by that. That's been speculated on for some time now. Um, I don't exactly know what the jump is. I, I know that, you know, Mike Patton is over there, and so he probably talked to Mike Smith. Maybe it's just a, a loyalty thing. You know, Mike Smith is 
he goes back with Mike Pettin. We've kind of talked about that before he got hired. I think Mike Pettin was even his coach at one point when when Mike Smith was an outside linebacker, and then Mike Pettin hired him uh, as he was going through different places. So he's done his rounds with Mike Pettin. He he believes in Mike Pettin. He knows he can be successful with Mike Pettin. You know, if, if Mike has some control over the things that uh, Mike Smith has to control, it's been a winning formula. You know, what happened in Green Bay was pretty magical. So he knows he gets the right amount of support. And and for Mike Pettin, it's, you know, what I want to implement here. I don't even know what Mike Pettin's role is essentially is going to be. But, you know, they're switching over to a different scheme that I think is going to be beneficial for having a guy like Mike Pettin who is real good at, at things like, you know, versatility and getting outside guys to be inside guys and inside guys to be outside guys and moving those guys around. And then again, Mike Smith is is very, very good at that. So again, the Daniil Hunter question, I think these guys can kind of help with that a little bit. It is unfortunate that, you know, Mike Pettin doesn't call him and his response is, yeah, forget that, dude. I'm with the Packers. I love it here. But it is what it is, I guess. And to be fair, they they need it more. You know, again, they're they're implementing a new scheme over there. So they need kind of ground up foundational building. That's why they, they need a Pettin. They need a Mike Smith. They need guys that really understand how to make that work. And so who knows, maybe they were, you know, it's more of a challenge for Mike Smith of implementing things. It's an, it's another way to showcase his talent. Maybe he got a little bit of a raise. I don't know. And from from uh, Joe Barry's standpoint, again, I don't I don't know that there was any headbutting or anything like that, but it gives him the opportunity to hire his own guy, which I'm sure he's not opposed to. There's nothing wrong with Mike Smith, but Joe Barry is not Mike Pettin. Joe Barry wants to do different things, and I'm sure he's got guys uh, that he can turn to to help implement what he wants to do. All right, all right, no getting distracted on Twitter. Come on now, here we go. What else are we going to pick from the list here? I really don't want to stop, but I'm getting really close to out of time here. All right, let's rip through a couple things here. Um, a lot of news about the XFL, which is another league that I completely forgot about. Um, they apparently made some kind of a plan. Again, I, I don't mean to trash the XFL too much. I mean, it feels like the whole thing was kind of stupid. Didn't work before. They come back. It didn't work. Well, duh. Well, it's not really fair. COVID kind of crushed them. Maybe we should give them a chance. They've been working real hard to make a comeback, whatever. Point is, they said, all right, COVID screwed us. Let's try 2023, uh, presumably because we got hit so hard financially and we want COVID to be gone. <laughs> but a bunch came out about the XFL having reached some kind of an agreement with the NFL. So seemingly, with especially with the USFL coming out, I think the XFL is taking a different approach. I do believe the USFL's plan is similar to what it was in the 80s, which is to be a rival league to the NFL. The XFL seems to be taking a different approach. We don't want to attack the NFL. We want to be essentially a, uh, like, a like a virus that <laughs> just attaches itself and uh, leeches off of it, and that's just what we're going to do. I don't know. But the NFL and the XFL have reached a partnership agreement that will focus on creating innovation programs and protecting the health of players, and the XFL announced Monday. XFL officials made clear that the collaboration will not include player sharing for developmental purposes, but the alignment is notable given the growing number of alternative leagues in the football landscape. So it is getting competitive, which is weird because we don't even have one that works, but all of a sudden there's a bunch cropping up and they're competing with each other. None of them have any players or any any anything, but it's it's becoming a heat. It's such a weird thing. The XFL is scheduled to resume play in February 2023 under new owners Danny Garcia, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Redbird Capital Partners. News of the agreement comes as the revived USFL works toward its launch in April. The deal is non-exclusive and does not prevent either league from working with others moving forward. The NFL-XFL agreement will give the NFL a petri dish to experiment with proposed rules, test new equipment, and develop prospective officials and coaches, XFL President Russ Brandon told ESPN. So that's kind of the interesting part of this. 
obviously the NFL can steal whatever they want. It's not like they're they're patenting or copywriting whatever it would be rules, right? That's not I we can change our rules however I want. But it's not, the, the the interesting thing about this is um, the NFL a petri dish to experiment with proposed rules, test new equipment, and develop prospective officials. Meaning, the NFL has the ability to take the XFL stuff. Like if they've got, like I talked about, some cool technology or whatever, the NFL can take that and try it. And and officials, if they're becoming really good, they have the ability to bring on officials. I, I, I so it's not a developmental player league; it's a developmental uh, NFL official league. You know what? I'll take that. As bad as officiating has been, let's uh, let's provide a pipeline to find and and recruit really talented officials. Let's let maybe the NFL should hire a staff of uh, official scouting department. You scout referees. Should be doing that in college, anyways. But uh, yeah, find some really good ones in the XFL and everywhere else, and and see if we can bring them on. That'd be great. I don't know. There's a part of me that's excited about having two leagues that nobody wants to watch competing because it's kind of like you get to watch these teams that you don't care about compete, but then you got two leagues competing. So maybe that'll be interesting, you know, because, hey, competition, man. First of all, the NFL is massive competition. The threat of bankruptcy is kind of nipping at your heels, but also you're competing with another league. So innovation, innovate or die, man. That's one of the things with the NFL. When you're the only, when you're the only gig in town, you kind of can do whatever you want. And that's where you get things like Roger Goodell gets, uh, he has a job so that he can make the owner's money and the owner's use that money to pay Roger Goodell to make sure, you know what I mean? It's that insulate because who's going to do something about it. And then, you know, you get the scandals, you get rules that don't make sense. You get a bunch of stuff that's like, why don't you fix any of this stuff? Why do they have to? There's no competition at all. And I think that's where you get things like this, where they crop up because they realize the potential because there's so much just waste and nonsense and somebody could do it so much better. But it's such a massive hill to climb. I'll give you an example of one time that that seemingly was successful. SpaceX or any of these um, large new, you know, Amazon's got a space thing, Blue Origin. Um, you got Virgin Galactic. You got a bunch of these different, well, not a bunch. There's like one or two more. But the point is, I read through Elon's, on that read, but did the audiobook for Elon's thing. Basically, and I don't remember exactly how it all came to be, but he realized that NASA, go figure, the only gig in town, at least in the United States, was uh, massively wasteful and stupid in what they did. They had no vision. They massively overpaid for everything. They were using antique technology. It was a complete joke. And so it's, it's easy for somebody, especially like Elon, who's a genius, to look at that and visualize it and say, we could do a lot better. A lot of people could do a lot better. But the problem is, it's a mon- how do you build a space company? Nobody has the money to do that, except people that have the money to do that. And so Elon did build a competing company to NASA and now is making massive amounts of money because the government is outsourcing to Elon Musk for a bunch of stuff. And the government is also outsourcing to Blue Origin and a bunch of these other companies. And now space exploration is booming because we've got guys that can launch rockets multiple times with the same rocket. Just keep, they launch it and bring it back and land it. And they've got a bunch of different companies that can do this stuff. And the U.S. government is able to do whatever they need to do for a lot cheaper because fortunately the, uh, the market came along and was like, you know what, why don't you let me do this? Cause you really suck at this. And they did it way better. And now we're launching celebrities into space for fun. And, and there's no doubt in my mind that space exploration is going to grow exponentially because that's what happens when the market gets a hold of it and start, starts making a bunch of money and there's competing businesses, SpaceX and Blue Origin in particular. So again, 
It's not impossible that you get something really cool out of this. It's going to be hard to get people to really buy in and to really love it the way I love the Packers. Because again, it's not even football. If the Packers team absolved, if it just disappeared, I don't know that I would love the NFL as much anymore. And in fact, I know I wouldn't. I, I, it's just a question of would I even watch it anymore? I don't know. I really don't. I don't know if I'd watch the NFL anymore. It's not that I'm a football fan. It's not even that I'm necessarily an NFL fan. I think it's that I'm a Packer fan. So how do you replicate that if you're starting an XFL league? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but be interesting enough. And, and, and again, you've already got these different positionings. The XFL is kind of butting up to the NFL and they're, they're still trying to keep their autonomy. Like, no, we're not like, you know, we're, we're our own thing and we're going to be massive and it's going to be great. But also we want to work with them because it's better to go with the stream than against it. NFL obviously is the powerhouse. So if you at least buddy up to them and, and show them at first that you're not a threat, as opposed to walking out like you're big, bad something and being like, we're going to take out the NFL. They haven't said that, but I'm, I'm just saying, if they start posturing that way, the NFL is going to do whatever they can to crush you. If they even feel any kind of a threat, I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, there's a lot more going on, man, but I, I, I got to be done. I got to get going. Um, there's big news about the combine. Um, Dalvin Cook is making ridiculous promises. A bunch of NFL contracts are expiring. I have some thoughts on that. Uh, some news about potential Broncos buyers, Sunday ticket, bunch of stuff looking at 2022. Some draft news, which is from several days ago. The Packers had a meeting with somebody. I haven't even touched on that yet. So anyways, uh, we've got a lot more to talk about, and we will have to worry about that tomorrow if we can even get to it, because if Rogers makes an announcement, we probably won't. But it is what it is. Have yourselves a great Tuesday. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.